You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for an Australian Survivor recap episode. We are very much at the end of season six of Australian Survivor, episodes twenty one. And 22 aired this week, only two episodes this week. It feels weird saying only two episodes when uh, obviously we complain enough that there's uh, too many episodes of this show. But um, two interesting boots, two interesting episodes, and two very interesting guests to talk to you tonight about this. We are going back to the very first season of Australian Survivor, not the 2016 version. I'm talking 2002, OG, Channel 9, the very first time they attempted Australian Survivor now. A lot of people out there always question us when we go out there and say season six. They laugh at us. They say season six, what are you talking about? This is season four. We are the traditionalists. We are the ones that respect history. We are the ones that acknowledge the history of Australian Survivor, the fact that we are in season six right now. Season one happened in 2002, and we are big advocates for this show with the season and everything else in between, That the fact that it does need a lot more love and respect than it ultimately got and still gets to this day. So we are bringing back right now on this show from that very season, Lance Brooks and Katie Gold, two tribe mates from that very season and two people who have not spoken to each other in over a decade. We are bringing them back together right now for the very first time you are going to hear this tonight on the show. And this is a very fun chat. They talk about this season. They talk about their seasons. They talk about everything else, share some production secrets from what happened and uh, some fun little stories that go along the way here too. So this is a great chat. You're going to love this episode. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to shut up right now. I'm going to let you listen to our Australian Survivor recap for this week with Season 1 contestants Lance Brooks and Katie Gold. We get very much to the end of another season of Australian Survivor. We are, of course, here to do another recap episode. And I'm going to be honest, the most excited I've been to do a recap episode all season because we have got some OG contestants on this show from the very first season back in 2002. And as basically the only show in existence that acknowledges the existence of this season because it is a season of Australian Survivor. It does exist, and it is part of the canon of Australian Survivor. I feel like it is a perfect opportunity to bring these two people back on the show. Uh, I'm going to first of all introduce the uh, the one side of the spectrum, the Tapara member. Mr. Lance Brooks is back on the show. Lance, first of all, welcome back to the Oz Network. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Nice to be here with Katie as well. And on the other side of the spectrum, the other Tapara side of things here, uh, Miss Katie Gold is back on the show too. Katie, welcome back to the Oz Network. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ben. I've loved this season. It's so gripping and I can't wait to talk about it. And Great to um, see you again, Lance, too. I've got to mention, first of all, for both of you, that this, uh, I think we've established just off air a little bit, this is about the first time in over a decade you guys have been able to... Uh, to catch up and chat. So I, I don't know if I feel like Oprah or something here that I'm bringing sort of like a reunion together going on here. Lance, are you still okay kind of though with what happened, uh, you know, all those years ago? I mean, this person here on the other side of the line did uh, kind of vote you off, so. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. I, I, you know, it, 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 those memories of the knives, you know, it's, it's always a shock when you get blindsided and... <laughs> No, nah, I, I, uh, it's lovely to see Katie, and uh, it's like, look, I've loved the show ever since. I keep watching it. Uh, it's been fantastic. I'm really enjoying this this series. It's been really good. There's some great characters in there, and uh, yeah, something's been very special to me. It opened up a whole lot of different things to me, Survivor, and uh, which I'm eternally grateful for. 
but it's lovely to see Katie on the other the other side of the screen here. And uh, it is over ten years since we last spoke, <laughs> isn't it, Katie? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's crazy to think though. Like so. just looking at both of you right now in, in my little screen here in a tiny room in uh, you know lower parts of New Zealand that you guys have not aged a day. Can I just point that out to you both that seventeen years later, uh, you guys are doing well for for whatever you're eating and drinking and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I mean, it's general suck up as I do on this show, but I just want to point that out to you both. Well, are you Katie's serious? Great. Serious. Katie's oh. great, but. <laughs> but Ben, this is the softening up for later on, isn't it? I assume. Yeah, well, always, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I don't know. But anyway, it's, uh, it's um, one of those things, I suppose. Time goes by and... Uh, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> so, I, feel, so I feel like I look every day of 42. I'm 42 now and... I, you know, I don't think I look like I'm 24 still. I, I don't agree with any of those statements. I think you both look fantastic. So, and, and part of the oh, part of why so. I'm doing this as well is because yes. the, the rumors mills and everything out there are that the next season, of course, is going to be all stars. And you know, the cast are out there. They're apparently filming it out there right now. And as an advocate for your season, oh. it's 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 full of shit that none of you are on this season. And Lance, you know I love you, you're great, but you know I'm going to be a huge advocate for Katie being on this season because the fact well, that they... be the first person I'd pick. Yeah. Well, sadly, sadly, probably the, the very first person you would pick is sadly no longer with us. But the other person from, yeah. uh, from season one that would have to be there is Katie. So we're going to also use this episode as a bit of a, a push for those producers out there to realise that they were dumb and stupid for not even considering anybody from the very first season. So, Katie, there's going to be a lot of this going on this episode that we've got advocate for you really should be out there filming in Fiji. So just just pointing that out there to you right now. Yeah, thanks very much. I must say, when I've been watching this season, it, it is... It has been like I've been transported back into the game and I'm sitting there at Tribal Council, my heart's in my chest, it's pounding and it feels like I'm, I'm there and, and I, I think um, the taste for survivors, uh, it's really real for me right now. I, I kind of, um, yeah, um, it, it would have been nice to have been considered for that and I think it's a mistake, you know, um, not to put, um, to include the original survivor at, at minimum, you know, one or two players. Uh, to legitimise. Well, I think it's, I mean, I guess it's a different network as, as one excuse for it. But, it, like, it's, I still don't think that if US Survivor tomorrow got cancelled by CBS and ended up on, you know, NBC or even Netflix or something like this, if they're going to do mm. another season, that, you know, and with All-Stars, of course they're going to consider, you know, people like that. So, yeah, it is it is a, it is a shame. We're, we're definitely in the future doing a sort of an episode looking at this cast and kind of going through it because um, we one thing I'll say to you both is that I think after we had you on the show uh, each on different episodes a couple of years ago, we did a, a, a rankings episode where we basically went through every Australian Survivor contestant who had ever played and rank them from, I think, yeah. like 80 down to 1 of who the best players were in the history of Australian Survivor. Katie, you were number 2 on that list. So Whoa. Uh, our top two <laughs> players came from your season. So this is this is where oh, I think wow. after that sort of thing that you got to look at sort of the style of game and everything, and it would be great to see how, you know, either of you would adapt on this modern format. Lance, Lance, just quickly, we're giving Katie oh, yeah. all the praise here, which is, you know, it's fine. But, like, how do you think you would go adapting fair, fair to this? Fair and just, fair and just. How would I go in the new series? Yeah. 
Uh, well, look, I think everybody. I mean, you'd love. To, I mean, I think anybody who's done Survivor would jump at the chance to do it again. I, I, I doubt there's very few people that wouldn't. It's something very special to have experienced. Um, um, how I would go? Well, you know, I, I do remember in the interview, <laughs> in the interview of getting in the show, I said uh, one of the questions they asked. You might remember this, Katie, that on, the, on that form that we always have, we fill out. So, what would you? not be prepared to do to win Survivor. And I wrote down I wouldn't be prepared to lie, cheat, steal or hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which when we, it was quite funny. So when we got interviewed, uh, remember that last interview you got when we were in Sydney, Katie, at the, the hotel? Uh, um, there was one of the producers, his name was David. Yeah. The first thing he said to me, he said, what the hell are you writing this? How do you expect to get on Survivor if you write that down? Well, you know, I, I suppose I, I, I was I was pitching for a particular role, <laughs> you know, the father of three and the good guy. So I suppose this, so I, I stayed consistent with that. But well, the reality is, you, you at some stage you have you have to you have to turn on the people you've you, you've worked with, you know, yes. and that's and that's what's so that's what's so special about it. And I think the people who live through the show, uh, even though they you lose it at some stage and things like that, but you actually understand that's just. That's just what, because you have your whole heart and soul in it, and it's so real, and it's so, you know, so the whole thing just grabs you. <laughs> and, uh, so if I was given a chance again, I'd jump at it, um, and um, and you know, you know, it would have been fantastic. You've seen Katie. Uh, if, if so, there is an All Stars out there now. Is it? They they shooting at the moment? They, are they? Uh, yes. Uh, the, or is that a the, well? I, I'm pretty sure it's one of these sort of rumors that everyone knows is true. It's um, you know the. Oh. The the there was a few sort of different leaks of of casting and that, but um, you know th- these people that were on these lists are sort of all of a sudden absent from social media. Uh, you look at someone like oh. David from this season when he got eliminated, didn't do any you know post elimination press because obviously he's no doubt filming out there. So um, there were certain aspects that people sort of analyze and can go through these so um because i think they're doing two seasons next year supposedly so that's sort of uh i had heard that yeah i had heard that actually amazing little coincidence or connection my my, my daughter lives in brooklyn in the u.s she's married uh, to ross ross uh, uh has a motorbike mechanic business as old bikes and David is one of his clients. Oh, so David lives in Brooklyn. So isn't that that's an amazing little connection? You're all connected. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and he's a pretty good character, David. I, what did you think, Katie, of David? Uh, I oh, he was exceptional. Like that. That's the thing. Like I, I love everyone in, who who's in this series, but um, Australians can be so appropriate all the time, and it, it really shits me in day-to-day life, in, in corporate life, and, and in watching Survivor. And they're so appropriate, and they couch things, and they say things that um, people want to hear. And but David didn't, and I really enjoyed that part of him. I, mm. I thought he, he became an ego maniac, and that was unpleasant. And I thought, you know what, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, you know, if you let yourself run away with this. And he did, and that's that's the level of stupidity that um, I didn't. You know, it didn't surprise me, uh, but um, he, you know, he, his thinking and his genius was excellent, and um, it was almost like a Adolf Hitler thing where he just got too big uh, for he created a monster. Actually, funny enough, I, look, I thought from the time he started, he was performing. I, I thought David was just looking for an opportunity. He's thinking post the show. 
you know, he's already a model in singing, <laughs> acting, or whatever it is. No, he was no, no. Just if anyone so that was entertaining. Talking, it was entertaining, right? But you know, it was real too. I, I you know, and, and when he saw his family at the thing, and he's like, "Yeah, hi, whatever. I'm having the popcorn. <laughs> I'm looking for the idol. I couldn't give a shit." Um, and if anyone was acting the whole time, in my opinion, it was Janine, <laughs> although it was authentic. But she, she was doing, she was doing a 24-hour advertisement for Boost Juice, right? So she couldn't do or say anything that was going to polarize potential customers and in fact she she did everything she could to be appropriate and balanced and fair and genuine and nice um i would i reckon if she wasn't um such a public figure and she didn't have so much at stake she would have gone (laughs) and the amount of times that uh, she told everyone that uh in business this is what we do it's like a drinking game i think we would be pretty pissed five minutes into a bloody episode right (laughs) well Oh, yeah. I'll still go back to David. I thought David was look. He strategically was great. I mean, the fact that he and Luke survived when they went into a in that trial. Yeah. I can't remember the numbers. But was it five Three two? Was mm, it, it was five yeah. two. Yeah, that was just yeah. it was incredible that they they survived. Then. But I just thought he was so humorous. I, I, I like I spent so much time laughing at him because I thought yeah. nobody could be that. There was a there was a tweet. Um, he's got a Twitter account, and there's a my son showed me that he was actually reading out all the hate mail hmm. that directed to him. You know, and it was it was, it was hilarious because he he's really performing. I I will bet that he'll end up getting um, you know, some sort of uh, acting role. You know, I thought he was sensational. And he was strategically yeah, I mean, great, I too. Think you're right. I didn't think too. about that at all. Yeah, I, but I yeah. found he was quite a mastermind. Um, but I, I didn't um, take the step further and think that he was uh, auditioning for some sort of role somewhere. Well, you were thinking Janine. Yeah. Yeah, Janine's sort of from a business point of view, and apparently uh, somebody's telling me that her face is appearing all over Boost Juice stores all over the country. <laughs> so they probably have taken great advantage of her as well. Um, oh, yeah, it was a big uh, place. Yeah. She would have been briefed yeah. heavily by her PR people. She would have, yeah. But but she's so smart that she could um, censor anything uh, that she needed to say before she said it. Just unlike uh, others. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was it was and it actually just um, it was seven two that they turned themselves around from, not five two. So that was even better odds. Do you, oh, what, wow. what do you guys think it's of? Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. incredible. Um, I'll start with you, Lance, with this one. Uh, what do you think of the champions contenders? format in general because sort of obviously in your season you didn't have that you were sort of everyday you know Australians I mean Rob obviously had that background some of you had backgrounds going into it but you weren't yeah. your Janines you weren't your Stephen no. Bradbury's in that so no. Lance I'll start with you what, what do you kind of think of this format look it, it sort of feeds into the Australian concept of the big uh, tall poppy I think that that sort of it, it works around that scenario it works around the underdog uh, and and it's just engaging to get to know people who ha- who have a profile publicly. So you know, to I mean, while somebody like David, we you know, we we probably nobody would probably know, but you know, last year was having Shane Gould on the show was pretty amazing. Uh, we didn't get to know Susie Moroni. I would have really liked mm. to have known Susie Moroni. She, she virtually got voted off. I don't know what night it was. Might have been night three, you know, vote three or something. But I, I actually like the format. I think it's a um, it seems to work. It's worked, uh, you know, this time really well. And um, to be quite honest, to contend really, you know, there was a focal point there when they probably should have been. They should have been on top, but they they, they lost it there. Um, but no, it was that. This been great. I've really enjoyed it. Katie, what have what have you thought of it? Yeah, I've enjoyed um, 
learning more about the uh, the champions um, like Andrew Eddingshausen. I watched him growing up, and um, and yeah, everyone really were, were quite fascinating to get to know. I did find it was a little disadvantage uh, to the contenders. Well, the contenders got a lot of spirit, and um, uh, they want want to take want to take the man down, but. Um, uh, you know, when if I look at that that challenge where they had to kick goals and 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 so forth, some some of the physical challenges where you can't compete against someone who's been trained since they were five years old and drilled within an inch of their life, and so in some ways I thought it was a little unfair. But um, yeah, I mean I don't know. I haven't watched the other series. Have the other series had the champions dominated the challenges? The- Yes and no. I think last season, um, you know, there were definitely some where they did. Uh, I mean, I think because it was a lot more, you had like Matt Rogers on there last season versus sort of yeah. some of the other contenders and they sort of had, you know, you had a real group of big buff sort of muscular guys on the contenders yeah. who thought like, hey, I'm going to take on Matt Rogers and kind of often failed. So, um, yeah, because they were gym, gym buffs yeah. and this guy's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, it's kind of unique how they tailor these challenges around certain things because um, I think one thing Australian Survivor does pretty well, which is maybe something that I feel we haven't given a lot of credit on this show, is they do come up with unique concept for challenges. Not all the time. There's definitely some sort of repetitive challenges going on like the US one, but... You know, there are definitely some that they come out with that are that are good, some that are terrible, but at least they try something different, I feel, which they're losing their way in the American one a bit. But, um, I mean, I remember the your... The challenges are remarkable. Yeah. yeah remarkable. The challenges are incredible. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. The production, the, the setup, oh, my God, the thought that goes into them and, and the, the exactness of, of them having to set up each one so it's identical for each each contestant. Like, it was unbelievable. A little bit better than uh, back in your season <laughs> when you had to guess, like, the volume of water and how much you weighed and driving a car blindfolded, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The other thing, though, on based on that, what about the the one where Ross was uh, uh, broke his leg? Oh God! I, I, I mean, I thought that was um, uh, that was that was just hard to watch. I actually thought the way they they sort of edited the the pre. Uh, it was going to be Pia that hurt herself jumping across. You know, I, I, I sort of, I think they gave us that impression, you know, the way they did it. But bloody hell, to see him break his leg that badly, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and to think about, you know, I just see the rope just break. I mean, the rope just broke under his weight. So, you know, one thing that I just, uh, I, I don't yeah, know if he's doing them. One thing that I find really interesting just thinking about it now with this season and sort of going back to your season, Stephen Bradbury won his gold medal the year that your season aired, and I believe your season aired not long after the Winter Olympics actually finished. So you think about yeah. when your season aired, Stephen Bradbury was the flavour of the nation at that point, and here he is 17 years later <laughs> playing the game. That I don't know if that how that makes us all feel right now. That just makes us feel old or something like that because that was such a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> just, yeah. just a random thought that popped into my head. With it random, no, it is. It is well, a random connection. I, it was in, like, I, I mean, it's something that everybody, I mean, we all probably watched. I remember watching it live that night. And it was incredible. Uh, it was interesting watching his game too. I mean, you know, because uh, uh, he, he, he did form that alliance very early, which really pretty much broke up the, the champions. But, um yeah, it was. But uh, that's that's a perfect example of of um, him not being appropriate. Where he called yeah. Abby weak, and yeah. that didn't go down well. And then Nova rightfully said, 
you know what, he didn't have a go at her, he didn't shout at her, it wasn't a big confrontation. He's just kind of said, look, we're not happy with you. Um, but then the other others, because she, you know, uh, stood up, you, you just can't, you can't put your head above the par- of the parapet. Is that the correct uh, saying? Um, yeah, and I just found that that's a typical Australian yeah. response. And, and, and it is it's not, it's not the best thing for survival. And I know that because... You know, when I did Survivor, I hadn't had a proper job before. I'd just been a full-time athlete. I'd been a tour guide at the Australian Institute of Sport and I hadn't had a proper job. And you put me in a corporate setting and um, I was too blunt. I was too forward. People didn't like me. I got, you know, I didn't get fired, but I got asked to kind of, I got fired from one place for opening my gob. And the thing is, I thought I was just... um, communicating in an effective and a direct way that one would, if, if, if you're competing in sport, your coach will say, oh, look, Katie, your hips are too low, get them up, your shot looks terrible, change it. Uh, but you can't do that. Around. You can't give people feedback like that. They don't like it. Um, yeah, so I've really struggled in mainstream life and I've had to adapt and to censor. And to, I had a, a sign on my fridge that said, shut your fucking mouth, Katie, <laughs> to remind me not just to have, think before I speak. <laughs> oh, a couple of years. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully mouth. you've taken that now. <laughs> it's down now. It's down now and I do a lot better, but I have to oppress myself. I walk around all day oppressing the things and suppressing or oppressing, actively um, pushing down the urges I have to uh, speak or speak my mind. Well, this is another so. thing, though, too, that I think kind of on your personality and that with that, Katie, too, because I think we talked a little bit about this last time on the show, sort of the reaction that people had to you when you were on Survivor. But I think, like, I believe if that was today, if you were on this show today and that you were still the same as you were back then, it would be, it would be taken completely differently because back to what you're saying about David, sort of the way he's playing and everything, I mean... It's just reality TV has obviously evolved so much that we're used to these characters, whereas back in 2002, we weren't used to seeing that. So that's where you were painted more as a villain back then, whereas now I I don't necessarily think that would be the case. No, but if I had have won that, I wouldn't have been painted as a villain. True. And it was only that I got voted at the 11th hour that, you know, uh, they, they they position things in a certain way. But but by the same token, yeah, I think I was the most, um, I mean, Rob was very aggressive mentally out there. And the thing is, I was 24 and I knew, I knew at that time I could only see so much. I knew people like Lance and um, uh, Shona and Rob could see a whole lot more and they weren't as reactive and they weren't as volatile. Uh, and I think part of what I was a villain was I was a little volatile as well, like Daisy in this one. You know, she she kind of uh, has gotten upset a couple of times. Do you remember, Lance, uh, you know, well, and I'll ask this based both of you, when you first sort of met each other out there, do you remember your initial thoughts of each other kind of uh, in, the, in the early Tapara days at all? Yeah. I do, distinctly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to go first? I think Katie now with that answer. <laughs> I'll go first. I thought, is this guy for real? I, I was so suspicious of you because you were so kind and you were so nice uh, and you were so uh, genuine. I thought it can't be real. And I, I, I watched you closely for the first week and I thought, Jesus, it's real. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's the real thing, you know. I, I, honestly, I was really suspicious. I didn't believe that anyone could be so nice. 
we'll see what I can get up to. Um, but no, look, I oh, I do remember because Katie from the, when we appeared there, the very first thing, Katie, when we were uh, we sort of met up on the on the, the cliff top, and somebody yeah, yeah. had to, to 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 jump, go and sort of climb down the cliff, swim out into the the ocean, and get the uh, map. Grab, grab the map and then come back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so you you huddle in your tribe and. And uh, Katie, you know, very forthrightly uh, said, this is for me. I'm a swimmer. I'm a triathlete and I can do it. And, uh, and then you went on and did it. And, um, and, uh, and, and that one thing I'll say about Katie, which I, I, I find in people we, I meet and always have and I always remember with Katie and one of the, the, the things of what's most fond about Katie is a very direct speaker. She always, you know, you do. It's just like... I may not have known you're going to vote me off that direct, but but, <laughs> but no, but oh. <laughs> no, no, but you are, and it's a. I think it's a really refreshing thing. I think it's a really thing, and that's what I was sort of thinking before we were just talking about the fridge. That concept. I actually think people really appreciate people who speak openly, forthrightly, and and, and straight, because you actually realise somebody's not not hiding behind any social moray. So I think it's actually a really refreshing, very uh, uh, engaging thing to do, and I'd still. Yeah, you know, I love. I, I work in community engagement now. You know, with a whole different. You know, and I, and I work with communities and all the time. And and when you and I meet with people who are very passionate, and uh, it's really refreshing to find people who speak straight. Can you see what he did then? He just turned around. So I was trying to be negative about myself and uh, try to say that you know, I've got this prop, this social problem that I open my mouth and I, and I take it too far. But Lance has turned it around into a, in a, 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 you know, it's endearing. Hence how you, you thought this was bullshit. Hence why you thought of this guy for real. <laughs> yes. You'd be a good politician, Lance. He's so lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, and, and you know, I, I mean, look, the other thing, you, 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 which you don't, never see in the show, you, you know, because I, 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 I got kicked off on day 30. It was a 39-day show. Katie, you probably were about 30, day 37, so, was 37, it? 37. So, 37, yeah. 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 And, um, but once you actually have, the, the beautiful thing it has, and that's why it's so special and why people get so emotional, you actually spend so much time with people and you talk. And you talk about some very personal things, you share things, you share food, you share sleeping, you share cold, you share experiences. And so that builds people together. You don't actually see necessarily how close you experience that that human experience with each other. So, And so it's not edited that way, but that's the truth. So that's why people get very hurt and get very emotional when you know, you've, you've yeah. talked to somebody, you've shared with somebody and you're... You'll put your heart there. Well, I think Katie definitely expressed that on screen, though. That hurt Um, just a bit. Uh (laughs) I know, and that's a that's a perfect case of shut your mouth, Katie. Like you're you're going too far. Just put a sock in it. I do. I I disagree on the pure fact that you brought television gold, and uh, it was incredible viewing. I still, to this day, I think the only time I've ever watched Survivor and somebody's basically thought about killing someone, which I thought was great. Like in, in my mind, fantastic television. I know. I know, and I was just thinking last night about Abby and how she betrayed uh, Janine and um, Pia, and I, I thought to myself again at that time, I would have killed her. Like you know, and I, oh, <laughs> I thought I would have killed her. You know, you know, or you know, just in a way that you say, "Oh, don't do that, or I'll kill you," or "You better not, I'll kill." You. Yeah, so I don't mean it literally, but 
I just it's the same thing. It's a killer instinct where you're like, okay, if someone crosses you, I that I'd I'd, I'd have a vendetta against. Well, them. I think it's appropriate to have you both on this week too, because obviously we're at the final four now, and Katie, obviously you went out for um, you came forth, and then Lance with yourself, sort of. I guess being blindsided by people that you thought you're working with and kind of things like that. So we lost Janine, yeah. we lost Abby this week. And yeah. I think kind of it's it's interesting now going into this final four as well because we're two contenders, two champions, so we're kind of 50-50 split now and on everything mm. along those lines too. Just quickly, I'll start with you, Lance, on this one. Janine and Abby, I mean, overall thoughts on how they went. I, I, I'll just say I was sad to see Abby go here because she broke this – little stat of mine where I said an AFL player every time they've played Australian Survivor has finished at least in the top three. Now we can say the top Mm. five. So kind of, you know, there (laughs) and thereabouts. But, uh, yeah, Lance, Janine and Abby, any any thoughts on how they played? Um, Well, I mean, firstly, uh, well, I mean, I I can't get over how well Luke's played to have them both gone. But... Janine, look, Janine played a very strong, considered game, but I never felt she was going to win because, you know, she she wasn't um, probably not as she's strong. She's a very athletic woman, mm. but uh, and she's done some really great challenges. But when she was going to be exposed towards the end, I think she was going to get voted off. Um, I, su- I surprised Abby went last night. That, that was a that was probably. Uh, uh, she's been athletic, and I suppose Luke sort of saw, well, he, she's the most likely to beat him, so uh, therefore she's now gone as well. Um, I thought they were both good. I, I thought um, Janine was just formed a really solid relationships and, you know, with Pia and that, and I think that's where she she stayed solid for a long time with, with that group. Uh, and uh, to be quite honest, Abby made the, the break. She, she, she thought she'd, she'd make, she had to make a break, otherwise she was number three in that group of three ladies, yeah. uh, women, um, and she had a crack and uh, just went against her. Katie, what, what are your, your take on both of them? Janine and Abby? Yes. I thought Abby was exceptional in the challenges. She She's a, a strong girl. The challenges all the way through, she showed her athleticism and her strength and she I, she dominated, she even dominated um, half of the guys out there. So that, to me, was impressive. Um I think that she made a, a bold a bold maneuver at the right time. It was unfortunate because those girls were quite tight, and so I think that would have been quite painful for Janine and Pia. But we didn't see much of the fallout or the collateral damage around that. But when I looked at the um, eye contact between Pia and Janine tonight, they obviously were like, "Let's make sure this girl doesn't win," because uh, you know when when Abby got voted out, Pia's like smiling at Janine, Janine's smiling back, going, "Good on you." Um, yeah, I thought I thought she was good, and she's young too. So, and I I appreciate that now because I did that at that I did Survivor at that age, and I I know what the limitations are to doing it as a younger person than as say a, a forty year old or a fifty year old. Um, and Janine, I thought was appropriate, and she was clever, and she was pleasant, and um, she played a great social game. I thought in a, a few cases she seemed like she was telling people what to do a little bit much, and that's what was I think polarizing for it. I know she was talking about the collaboration, and it's all a joint thing, but uh, she was pushing her agenda pretty hard. And I think that was her downfall, maybe. The the interesting um, part, particularly about uh, the second episode this week, was the 
the twist that Luke had where he was able to remove someone basically from tribal council, sending them back to camp and therefore they're safe from the vote. Now, yeah. on paper, the obvious one would be to send Pia back because he's working with her, but he obviously chose <laughs> to send Baden instead. That led to the Abbey vote. I'll start with you, Katie, on this one. A, do you think he was right in not sending Pia home directly to save her? And B, were they right to take out Abby instead of Harry? You're so clever, Ben. This is this is a really great question. Um, I I thought I, I thought about why didn't he take Pia? Why didn't he put Pia back? You know, um, outside tribal council. And I thought, you know what? If he was clever enough, he would have let Pia there to. Uh, kept Pierre in the tribal council to vote Abby off so she would betray Abby. So a- Abby's vote would not go to Pierre if it became down to those two. I thought it could have been a voting scenario um, and just Baden out of I mean, people can take or leave Baden. I know they like him, but he hasn't been a prominent um, uh, prominent player. Uh, yeah, I-, I couldn't explain that. I thought the only thing maybe, yeah, he would deliberately wanted her to vote Abby out. Yeah, because, um, Lance, I'll get your thoughts too, because I guess the way I looked at that is if you send Pia back, you're forcing all three yeah. of them to turn on each other, and therefore it creates a little bit of, you know, interest, because that, that could have backfired. They could have been a 2-2 split and forced yeah. them to go to rocks, and then goodbye, Pia, Luke, you're screwed even more. It's worked for him. You know, that's the what-if scenario. Mm. But um, yeah. it was a bit of a gamble. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if it was. I think it was an absolute masterstroke because what he did, he knows that he has to, like, he'll be the first person voted off if he doesn't win an immunity island. He knows that. Everybody knows that. Nobody, you know, with no backstabbing, he'll just say, we're going to get rid of Luke as soon as you can. So by putting, but he knows he's generally going to be unless it's a different type of challenge. And so yeah. he, he knew he needed to get Abby out. Now, if Agreed. he left... Uh, now, he could have, and so he controlled it by saying, he already told Abby, trust me, he put Baden back, so he's won a bit of a vote with Baden in a way, but then he spoke to, he was very clever, then he got up and spoke to Peter, gave her a long explanation, then he went around and had a, a word to, um, who did he speak Wait, to next? What did he, he say to, to Abby? He just spoke to Abby uh, then, I don't know what he said. He, he got Abby to split the vote. Remember when the vote comes, see, he, he got... Peter to vote for Abby, he voted for Abby, and he got Abby to vote for Harry, saying Harry. we're going to get rid of Harry tonight. Yeah. And so he split. It was a must-rate. He split the vote, so he knew Abby was going to go with him and him, so that's where that's why they got rid of Abby. So, And then he knows now Abby's his greatest challenge and the immunity level. So he's pretty much beaten Harry every time, Baden every time, and Peter every time. So, and he knows... That's the only way he can possibly win. So I thought yeah. it was a master straight. I wasn't expecting him to play that. I thought he was going to give it to Pierre as well and then realised, oh, no, that's why he's done it. Well, what's been revealed, because I think a lot of people on Twitter were sort of claiming uh, bullshit, producer interference, you know, he hand Luca an advantage, but Luke actually revealed on social media that he actually found that uh, about two or three tribal councils before that. So that they've, the editing has basically right. made you believe he's found it that day. Oh, when actually, And that oh. that's... I said this to you a bit off air, Lance, and sort of anybody who gets listening to the show knows that every week I'm going to find a way to bag out the editing of 
this show, but I think that's pretty poor that you show that. Like, you can show him finding that two or three episodes ago without, you know, and you know he still got it. Just, yeah, and he can hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, so they've just kind of created unnecessary, you know, tension to uh, make it uh, look it, better. Yeah. Yeah, and the lack of continuity is is it undermines undermines the authenticity of the game. They could have easily done that, and you know what? It would have intensified the drama because we all we knew at each council that he had this little thing yes. in his pocket. Yes. Well, I, I do believe one of the criticisms I played in a way towards. I do think the producers manipulate the game a bit, I'm particularly watching the American show. Um, you know, sometimes when people in the middle of the night are finding idols and you know the camera's walking around and the light's pointing on things, uh, I do think they, you know, there was a, who was the guy, uh, Ben, who was the ex-veteran, uh, returned uh, veteran of the US Russell? series? Russell? No, no, not Russell. Somebody. Anyway, he ended up winning. But, oh. Like, he, he found four. He, he found four idols. Awesome, like, in consecutive times to get no, I can't remember now, but there, there it was a couple of two or three series ago in the US. But but even that, last night, it did look a bit manipulative because ben, we saw Luke just walking past a tree, and there was a clue, you know, at eyesight on a tree, which yeah, it's he found it. It's but, Australian and US one definitely nowadays. It's a it's a very much an overabundance of twists and idols, and I mean, in the last US season, I believe we even had to keep a score count on screen, saying how many idols a person has, how many like this isn't a game of oh, wow. a football, saying how many marks and tackles they've had. Like it's kind of you don't need stats running up on your screen to keep the viewer updated. It's kind of. No. It's a game has to change. I mean, a season, a show's been on air now for 20 years. Of course, it's got to adapt and move on with the times. But you also do have this case because there was controversy last week over the, the Simon challenge where sort of it seemed like Jonathan counted faster yeah. for Jonathan than he did for Daisy. But then, of course, Jono's come out and had to clarify on Instagram it's all down to editing. And I think. Anybody who watches reality television knows it's edited to make things a certain way, but when it comes down to actually manipulating the final product, like, you're not going to have on a game show, you know, a person, you know, winning something earlier than edited later on to make it look like they're winning the bigger prize. Like, it's just something like that. You don't need to show it uh, five minutes before Tribal to create added tension. When you could show that a week ago, and as you said, Katie... Each episode, it just comes out. Oh, is he going to play it? Like, oh, he's got it. We know he's got it. Like, it's just kind of, it's odd. It's but, but what would you have done in the case of our season if you were a producer and on the second last day when it became apparent that Rob and Shona and Joel were kind of going to um, vote me out, they've come and said, oh, we're no longer having two at, at the end of Survivor. We're going to have three. And Rob and Shona said, well, if you're going to have three, because the producers wanted me to be in the final two or the final three, and, and Rob and Shona said they'd walk off set and they wouldn't finish the game if if that happened. What would you have done as a producer? Would you have, would you have made them sit on it overnight and said, look, you want to walk, you can walk? Or would you? The issue there is that straight away, if you've got two contestants walking off, then you've lost your whole season, haven't you? That's the problem. Um it's a tricky situation because as a producer, I'm sure producers, as you said, they wanted you in that final two because they could tell the type of person you were going to bring to that show. But then yeah. 
Yeah, I I just don't know because like I think if you've got a revolt of players and they're they're threatening mutiny, then you've got a bigger you've got a bigger picture on your hand. You you potentially losing your entire show. I think they had that in Borneo from memory that basically there was a reward. I think that they essentially were told all you're playing for is a is a beer, and the players were like, "This is bullshit. <laughs> We've been out here for thirty five yeah. days. Oh, we will not do this challenge." So that's when they created that yeah. fake bar where uh, Kelly Wigglesworth went and had a drink because they had to do something. These players were about to like walk off set, and in those early days, and that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happens, right? And people are like, "Oh no, we're not doing this wide shot again. We're not going to reenact what we're doing. We'll do it for a chocolate bar." Yeah, and you start <laughs> negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get away with it now. Like nowadays, they would just be really? like, they they would find a way. I mean, Sorry, I should. I got to ask. A, I got to ask a question here, Katie. Did that happen? What yes. you just described? It actually happened. Yeah, it happened for real. So the and so, so the, heard, that was never told to anybody. Oh, I didn't want to. Take, I didn't want to take any of the um, gloss away from anyone. But it it absolutely happened, and. Uh, um, and Rob and Shona wouldn't have a bar of it. They said, we won't play anymore, that you just want Katie on there because she's, um, you know, that's, that's what you want for your storyline or that you think she's more marketable than us. Or And, and they got really angry, and Shona in particular got her nose right out of joint. And so there was a whole, there was kind of this um, uh, hiatus in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the filming. They stopped filming and there was... Um, uh, what's his name? Peters was out there, and the producers, and they were having a huge Tim argument Peters. about yeah. Tim Peters, yeah. Tim Peters. So, so, so what happened? But, but Joel wasn't. Didn't Joel? Oh, the other thing that happened that Joel did. Oh, Joel, Joel couldn't care less. Like you know, he wanted to he go was, to the last. He was just goofing around. Three. Well, huh? he was got, wanted to go to the last. I think he did a deal that basically he would not uh, try and uh, as long as he got to the last three. Oh, exactly. I know. It's such, such, such a pitiful deal. Like I told him, it was completely pitiful that, you know, he, he wanted to get to the last three, not to the last one. What's the point in getting to the last three? So, But I couldn't convince him to come over with me because uh, he was so, um, so hell-bent on not losing his integrity. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Oh. Like, uh, yeah. Like, so, you know, so, but he got to the final three, so what? Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes, I know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know there'd been a. Uh, yeah. Eighteen years later, I just learned something new. <laughs> there you go. What, what are you thinking through that then, Katie? When they're threatening this, they've kind of got this twist that eventually going to help you. I mean, did, what were you thinking when all that yeah. was happening? Well, I was thinking your beauty, and I knew exactly what they were doing, and I knew the reason why, and I was ready, to, uh, obviously, um, ready to carry ca- carry on with with that. Um, changed the game but and and in my opinion at the time i, I said look at that i said to the producers i don't want to play let them walk <laughs> you know if they Fair want enough. to walk away from five hundred thousand dollars tell your story walking i think is what i said which is <laughs> another appalling thing to say <laughs> i want that on your fridge now if you don't like what they say tell yeah. them to take their story walking <laughs> yeah so I, I just said well what are you doing standing here go <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do they make you then, like, all of a sudden yeah. sign a bunch of extra contracts? Do not tell the media this happened. Do not tell anyone this happened. No, 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 no additional contracts other than the contract that says they you have no liability. They have no liability for your life and your health and your your um any derogatory 
things that have come out about you and stuff. All the fun yeah. things like that. Random question just before yeah. we talk about the final sort of four that we've got here. Uh, uh, we love the what-if mm. scenarios on the show, always have. Let, let's play the hypothetical <laughs> game here with you, Lance, that uh, all of a sudden Katie's in that final two with Rob. Do you still vote for Rob? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, um, do I still vote for Rob? Um, I probably would. I, I, look, I, I mainly, you know, um, with all respect, like, look, I think Rob played a master game right right through. Mm. He, he, played, he played a big game. Um, uh, I'm not saying Katie didn't play a great game too because Katie was a little bit undone by the deal with, uh, you know, with, with, with Joel. I mean, that sort of threw the balance out in that last bit. Um Oh, no, I think Rob, look, why I say that is because Rob manipulated me very well. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, Katie, remember the plane trip where they, the plane trip from, out to, to, to Port Lincoln and, and Rob and I were opposite each other. And uh, you weren't supposed to speak or say anything and at one stage we had blindfolds on and the windows were all, you know, blackened and stuff like that so we didn't know where we were going. And he just, just broke the protocol of it, said a couple of things and made a connection on the very first day. And we and we did get on well and he probably from that time and we talked and whatever and uh, and and I can think of a, a few uh, many other occasions where he, he, he managed um, uh, to build relationships with people. The other thing though that sort of aided, you know, which didn't really test our show that much, the sheer fact that Katie, our, our tribe, we, we merged seven three. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I was the second person voted off our tribe, but on day thirty. So, yeah. when you consider it, it was a it was an unusually harmonious. We were uh, um, the balance was wrong in probably you know in the team. So there was one team that was just physically better, and um, yeah, you know, and physically so, better. But we went in for uh, like we like I don't know. I think the physicality was kind of even across the team, but. We were more hungry, and I know that for every challenge that I did, whether it was an individual or team challenge, um, you know, I just used everything that I'd learned in my life on how to compete and how to win. Those other people, they were, they were that that tribe, they were um, participating. They were also ran in the thing, but you know, I remember just um, just really going in for the kill on those challenges. I don't think that we had any advantage whatsoever. We just went in harder than them. And that may have been the defining match. When you when you think it from your you know, Rob's point of view, you're you know both professional athletes. Uh, you know, I, I, and I know other members of our tribes were, were you know, it's probably very hungry. So that's probably yeah, maybe that that was in the more in the, the choosing of the characters. Um, I do remember the bag that I was. They did. They flipped it. They changed the tribes on the night before we they we went out there. Um, Stephen, uh, so I think Stephen told me this, or one of the producers told me. So there was two other people, but they, they, they switched around. I was supposed to be on the other tribe, and oh. David was going to, yeah, and David was going to be. Uh, we were going to. Uh, uh, I think it was David that I was supposed to swap with. So wow, um, okay, and one other people, yeah. So they, they just made because you know I suppose it's just getting it right at the last moment and you know trying to keep the balance. The, but, the uh, good old days where pagongings yeah, existed, so. where you sort of merged and yeah, you stuck together and it was just picking off one by one. Like I, I get the uh, the unappealing aspect of that because it kind of gets a bit repetitive. But I think you know we're we're so long in the tooth now with with tribe swaps and, and idols that it's, it's, 
I'm an advocate for bringing back a twist of what I like to call Borneo rules. It's just simply, you know, 16 people, no swaps, no idols, just bare bones survive what we used to have. It's been so long since we've had that. I don't know if all these flashy, all these flashy Lukes and Davids, they even know how to play that. <laughs> it, bring, I mean, no, it, you're it, right. it does bring a different element to the game, though, because like it clearly was. I'm not saying it's not about social. Clearly, the social uh, aspect is a huge aspect of this game. I mean, look at Luke. Like, you know, he, he works in his social games so well, and that's, you know, why he's such a huge threat to win this game. But there's such a talk of this survivor resume now that you need to create a blind side. You need to find an idol. You know, oh, yeah. people are always talking oh, about Oh, I'm things. like, big big deal. You've got a blind side. So what? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not that special. You're told a few lies, big deal. Yep. Like, get over it. Um, but the... What what disappoints me, or what I like about these little idols that are around in the and the and the tribe swaps, is it gives the stronger people more of a chance. It's these weaker people that fly under the radar and that tiptoe around and that don't aren't particularly good at the challenges. They're the ones who seem to make it through. And I think the stronger people, it 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 is to a disadvantage to them. And and I like it that you know they they can find. Um, ways to get further in the game without the uh, the weaker people voting them out. I think, yeah, I agree with that. And I think kind of particularly with the Australian version, taking Rob aside, you've got to say that every winner of the Australian version has, has kind of just, you know, not really gone in. Like Rob just played a masterful game from day one and was sort of in, in control and kind yes. of went there from day one to right to the very end. Whereas, you know, yeah. Shane last season kind of, you know, floated around for a bit and was there. Obviously, yeah, you know, Christy in the very first season. Jericho was maybe the slight exception, but even he kind of floated around a little bit. And then, I mean, the celebrity version with Guy Leach, I mean, he was saved by a ridiculously dumb twist where he got brought back in the game last minute and won the bloody thing. So we barely talk about him as a uh. winner of that. But it's just, it's interesting in the Australian, like if Luke was to win, he would be the first yeah. person since Rob to kind of, I guess, play that sort of solid enough game from day one to the end without sort of flying under the radar, if that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. a genuine winner. Yeah. yeah. A real winner that played well, did the challenge as well, had the whole, the complete game almost. Yeah. Do you? I'll start with you, Katie, just while we're on this topic. I mean, do you think Luke is the, the front runner right now? Luke is the man to beat? Um, I, I think he's the most deserving. If you're going to vote on, on who deserves it, he, uh, he's played the game better than anyone else. Uh, and, yeah, he will get voted off as soon as he doesn't have protection. So in that way, maybe not. In, and these challenges, these last few challenges, I mean, he's not a challenge beast. He's, as they the, the coin, the, the term that they've coined, um, he's not, he, he, he will win if the conditions suit him. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, the others have equally as good a chance at, at winning. Or oh, perhaps not P or Harry. Harry's pretty pathetic at the um, challenges, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, he, all the, the uh, yeah, like the endurance ones he pulls out after 30 seconds. <laughs> um, he wants his ice cream. Yeah. He wants it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, he's, he's a guy to beat. And, and I think he'd be um, the most deserving winner out of the people left. And Pierre, I think, second, and perhaps Harry, and then Baden. Mm. Lance, what, what's your take on Luke? You, you agree with sort of everything that Katie just um, mentioned? Oh, Luke, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, he's played a great game. I mean, the sheer fact that, well, you said before, it's 7-2. Uh, he and Dave, they should have got both voted off. I mean, yeah. uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how they, they survived. And, and then he survived through... 
really good play and they upset yeah. the, 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 the the tribe there and that was brilliant. Uh, he's He's been in the, the sites a few times, so I think he's done brilliantly. If he doesn't win, uh, each of the immunity um, idols from now on, he'll obviously get voted off. Uh, Pia, she's been she's been really good. You know, I mean, she doesn't have the physicality. She's got yeah. a great social game, brilliant social. She was supposed to go off the first night. Mm. I, I watched the first episode again. It looked like she was going out for the first tribal council. And she swung them at the tribal council and she's continued to do it. She'll be very persuasive. She'll be in the last, I'm sure she'll be in the last couple. I think she'll get through to it. Um, and Are they doing Harry- two or th- three at the end? It'd be two, unless they, I mean, it's always been two in Australia, unless they all of a sudden do a random twist to bring it to a final three, but I would assume it's still final, because we're only going to have two episodes left if, what do we have, three yeah. next week? I think we only have two, so. Well, it's Monday, Monday and Tuesday, it's only Monday, Tuesday okay. next week. Okay, so you would assume that somebody okay. goes home, then you've got your final three on the finale, so somebody will go home, then you'll just have the final two, yeah. Yeah, well, Australia have tended to do the final two, haven't they? They've, I think they've only done two the last four, haven't they? Uh, all last, all five seasons leading up to this year, they've been the final two. New Zealand two. switched to a final three, but Australia have kept, which I, I'm, I'm a, you said before, Katie, a bit of a traditionalist. I like the final two better than the final three. I think it's a yeah. lot better. Yeah. Mm. And, then, and then finally, uh, Harry, look, Harry's, Harry's also been brilliant. Like, he survived. Yeah. So many times when he should have got. He has, hasn't he? He, he, he was lucky he got the idol a couple of times, and um, and then I suppose it depends how the the producers decide to set the show. Do they do they set hard physical challenges which will aid Luke or or not? You know, so that they have a big they have a big influence the way they they place it at the end. A Luke win um, would definitely be the the what the yeah the producers want. The the question I look he's a you two are the perfect people to ask this question to. I've seen a lot of talk and i believe there might even be a listener question around this that basically everyone straight away is saying luke is the greatest australian survivor player of all time i even saw a media article today saying this now obviously most of these media places do ignore your season and the channel 7 season so in the channel 10 version i would probably agree with that however I want you two to put this out perspective because you two come from the Rob Dixon season, the the man who did finish number one in our overall rankings list. W- would you agree yeah. with that? Is Luke now the best Survivor player, Australian Survivor of all time? You go, Lance. I uh, answer it in two ways. One, I remember... On we'd finished, uh, we'd finished the show, and uh, we'd voted, so we didn't know who had won, obviously. Uh, and it was one day after, and we were about to fly back home. And uh, I don't know if Katie you read, it, but Rob just broke down, and he and he sort of just told you know a whole lot of stuff out, poured, and he, and he just shared a few things, and and he he had put so much into. The whole thing, like it, it, like, and I know you do had two, Katie, uh, and that's, um, and I think to me, I watch it today. I think it was, I mean, God, I don't want to go on. It was better when we were, or anything like that. I think it was harder. I think they genuinely made it very, very hard. Stephen Peters, the producer, said he made it. He tried to make it really hard. It was probably a mistake because probably we all got a little bit too worn out, and they picked a really hard, cold environment. Um, but I remember just knowing and uh, how much passion Robert put in and, and, and how much it had meant to him. And I remember when he was there with his, his first son, uh, his first birthday, 
uh, was happened while we were there. And and uh, but he he was he was as I say, he was a mastermind. I remember he worked on me from the very first time we were in the plane, and he continued to do it. And he did it with everybody, and he built up that relationship. And um, and Katie can talk from her perspective, but I look. I, my perspective is Rob, you know, did brilliantly and and uh, and won convincingly. I think you know I don't, I can't remember the vote. I'm not sure. It was Katie, two, 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 um, two to Shona. I two voted to Shona and so did someone yeah, else. Yeah. Craig, oh, no, oh, no, Craig. Yeah. Oh, you can say why else, but but yeah, look, I I I think he did a pretty job. Having said, who's the greatest? Look, Luke, I enjoyed Luke in the first time. Watching him this time, I I, I think a lot goes uh, to Luke. So I'll, I'll be in Rob's memory and, and in Luke's uh, hopeful for him to win. I, I'll, I'll put him on an equal pegging. See, again, that politician <laughs> side of things there, Lance. Become a politician. Next Prime Minister of Australia here with these answers. I'm liking it. Uh, Katie, you, yeah. your perspective is, is obviously slightly a bit different because – you maybe had that little bit longer with Rob and kind of dealt with all that towards the end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I thought uh, Rob, see, what, okay, number one, I think I think Luke is the um, preeminent uh, uh, survivor, Australian survivor, um, and but he got to do it twice. He got to learn. So you learn how to do Survivor when you're out there. And he's got to do that. And his second game is a lot more sophisticated, right? Am I right yep. or not? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he's gone away and he's thought about it deeply and he's, he's adjusted what he was going to do. And I think he's played a superb game. When when it comes down to, and and, and kindly the audience or the um, audience has put me at, at second, Um in some ways, yeah, and especially for my age at the time, and I don't know if you remember, like I, I, I drew out a tree diagram of who was going to get voted off on which day at what time, and that happened to the last, the last day, the last two days, exactly in that order, the last two days, and I was able to construct those, the, those votes and to get um, people on board, and in that way, it, that was pretty sophisticated. But it wasn't nearly as sophisticated as what Rob was doing. I remember him saying to me one morning that he didn't sleep last night because he was strategizing all night. And I'm like, well, why the hell are you strategizing all night? Because we've got the strategy here on this piece of paper. <laughs> and and so and and I, that's when I started the cogs. So I said, okay, what he's kind of he's, he's going to deviate from the plan. So um, uh, yeah. Rob, Rob thought a lot harder, and as I said, I was 24. Um, I could only see so much and understand and comprehend, you know, a certain amount that was going on in the environment. So I think Rob's a close second behind Luke. So you're calling it that Luke is number one then? Wow. For, after this performance, yes. Mm-hmm. But if it was, yeah. it was, yeah. I mean, it's it is a very good point you raise about the he's played two times, so he's got that time to learn. Like it is. Um, it's an interesting one. Like, I think if he wins, then that conversation definitely becomes maybe easier to sway in Luke's favour. Um, you know what? You know what? Because Luke has had these idols, so Rob didn't have the opportunity of those idols, right? Mm. So in in, uh, in in that respect, um, Rob couldn't afford to make any mistakes, and really, he didn't. I don't think. I think he got voted for like once or twice. So. And that's going back to that traditionalist comment. I mean, I'm a fan of these players who can control a game from day one to the end. Like my favorite US player of all time, Brian Heideck, you know, just controlled that game. Kim Spradlin, like these dominant players 
who often people look at, you know, not in the same light because they're maybe from a season which they call bad purely for the fact because it was so obvious who was going to win. But, I mean, that to me just shows a level of dominance from a person. I, I always, dominance. I remember in the media before your season started, uh, there was an article in the Herald Sun previewing um, your season and they called straight away that Rob was going to win. They like, look, we've looked at this on paper, like Rob's got all the elements and they just described everything about Rob that could win this game and it all played out that way. And mm. whether or not that person was spoiled or not, maybe they were, and maybe they were just being, you know, very smart. But it's, yeah, I, from my personal perspective, I'm a fan of that type of game. And that, that's what draws me to, to Rob's game, to your game, is that you two basically mm. on that very first day were like, boom, this is what we're going to do. And you achieve that. Like, Luke yeah. has got more, like, with more twists and everything that happened in the game, yeah, you've got more to overcome. You've got a longer game to play, so there's more things coming yeah. towards you. You've got more hurdles. But I think you summed it up pretty well with that point, saying that Rob couldn't afford to make a mistake because he didn't have an opportunity to, to save himself uh, with digging for an idol or something like that. So, it's, I mean, it's one of these scenarios where if you're comparing a, you know, a great Olympian from the 70s versus 2000s, you know, you, you've got different... <laughs> elements to their their technology and style and things like that that happen so it's great to debate these things i think it's kind of you know i like living in a world now where we've got enough australian survivor that we can have this conversation and maybe have someone on that caliber that is up there with yeah i rob. think you i think you've brought me around i think rob is i i think yeah uh it was it was really quite excellent and really quite a mastermind win uh, he, he outwitted me, that, that's for sure. I'd love to have another go <laughs> against him and, if, and me at 42 and him at 42. So. Yeah, it would, it would make that. Do you think that age, it, do you think I'm playing, that, playing on that too much? Is, are people under 24, are they capable of winning in a strategic game or, or, or can they win only if they float through? Like have you seen a, a young person and which is what, actually, I must say, offended me with um, Daisy's comments on the very first episode about how old the other tribe were. I thought, oh, my God, you stupid girl. <laughs> like, and I really found that because um, her generation, they're, they're so wonderful in that they're very open to, you know, you can have seven different genders and you can have any race and, and everybody's included and, and nobody's going to be um, alienated. But the way she alienated the old people, I found it really um, disappointing. <laughs> Um, and and I thought, my God, you have no idea, sweetheart, do you? But yeah, I I, I don't know if anyone else was yeah, offended I, by that. Yeah, I, she Katie, said it about six times. It was yeah, terrible. I think age is an advantage to a certain degree. Right. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what this history is of what the age of winners. It'd be actually quite interesting to see. My feeling is predominantly, you know, people in their late twenties have probably still won it. Um, and maybe early thirties. Uh, I mean, Shane Gould won it last time, and she was in it. Well, what, she was in. I'm not sure how old. She, was I mean, she she's over sixty, I think. Sixty, 60 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she's about sixty. Which is oh, look, that was a brilliant win. Um, it, look, it's great to use all the different skills. I mean, you know, I, I, I think, uh, but you cert- we all get wiser as we get older. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, um, and and as you say, Luke obviously has the event. We're watching Luke with one survivor under his belt. I mean, you couldn't – I mean, that's a huge advantage. Yeah. Because uh, he has that advantage over everybody who's played this particular – nobody's going back like he is. Um, 
And yes, yeah, so I, I think anybody would have an advantage in a second a second time. Um, it's yeah, I think it's yeah. it's it's all unique elements to it, and I think Katie, yeah, the age situation. I mean, and I agree exactly what you said, Lance. Sort of the older you get, the more you know mindset mature. And I think kind of at the age of you know late teens, early twenties. We we don't agree when we hear that, do we? We don't agree that, you know, with age comes wisdom. You're like, oh, bullshit, don't be stupid. You know, I'm smart, I'm young, I know everything. And But, like, as you get older, you kind of realise back, like, oh, hang on a minute, like, everyone who told me that was right, like, you know, because you see younger people than you now and you're like, holy shit, you're an idiot. Um, and I think kind <laughs> of it's the, the younger winners in the US version sort of... You know, it's it's interesting to kind of look at them. Um, Fabio, the youngest winner, I mean, he is not regarded as one of the greatest winners of all time, kind of floated and kind of got lucky at the end. Uh, and then, you know, on the female side of things, Jenna, uh, back in Amazon, uh, I mean, you know, she played a great social game. Uh, and I think she kind of had a, a sort of almost that flirtatious level of game that got her quite far. And I think she's been underrated on her strategy, but you wouldn't mm. often regard these sort of younger winners as the best. It's it, like, as you said, sort of Lance, it's sort of, yeah, your late twenties, sort of thirties place. Cause even then on the other side of the spectrum, the older winners aren't generally regarded the best either. Cause that's kind of also on that spectrum of, Hey, well, they were kind of brought along and look, they won. So it's kind of that, yeah. you know, Peak age is kind of yeah, your sort of your thirties, I would say, more so where you're maybe a bit more complete. But it's 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 interesting because at the end of the day, people argue you win Survivor. Well, you know, you you still won Survivor, didn't you? There's there's a hundred different ways to win the game of Survivor. Um, some people agree it's done one way, done the other. So and. And after watching so much, how would you win Survivor? What would be your strategy? <laughs> I'd be voted out first. <laughs> um, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I feel I would go into it if I ever got on with so much goddamn pressure on my shoulder because people would assume I would know everything from speaking to so many people over the years. But I, I think there's just a perfect blend of you've got to be social enough but not too social. You've got to, you know, not be in a position where you're going to be too out there, but people want to get rid of you because you're too bossy or anything, but you also don't want to be so lazy. And you know, I just think there's a, it's a middle ground level. And you've also, you do have to rely on luck in survivor. This is the thing. I don't think there's an ultimate strategy yeah. to win the game. I would love to go out there and be a Rob and kind of from day one, do this. And this is my path sort of, you know, like you did K write it out. This is what's going to happen. I would love to ideally do that. But I think it's impossible to do that in modern Survivor. And I also think, too, that it's it's all well and good to sit here and be a, to use the American phrase, a Monday morning quarterback and sort of analyse everything. But you go out there because we do have fans who've won the game, but um, you, then you have these fans who think they know everything and then they go home with their tail between their legs. So I, the long-winded answer to that question, Katie, is I honestly don't know. Um, so yeah ben have you ever put an audition tape in i i applied for the first three of the channel 10 one i didn't apply mm-hmm. for this season um but uh you know i did i have applied uh sadly not heard back but i think my next goal is because i am marrying a canadian we're going to be living in canada and canadians can now apply for the u.s one so i'm hoping uh- when I get my citizenship one day, that the US one's still around, and then I can apply for the American one. Um, so, 
Yeah, never. I'd rather play the American. I'd rather see a Jeff Probst's beautiful face. In, not to take away from Jonathan LaParley's beautiful face, but he's no Jeff Probst, let's be honest. So <laughs> it's, you know, got to look at it that way. Just um, just a quick question yeah. then before we we'll look at some listener questions, but um, I know we kind of just touched on there, sort of Luke and some of the other ones there. Definite winner's pick right now. Lance, who's winning this game? Um, well... I think the produ- I'm going to go with Luke because I think they're going to set up a couple of hard uh, hard ones, which I think he'll probably win. Katie, he's he's uh, he's still got um, an idol. He has still he still has got an idol? Does he? Still yeah, does? yeah. He's got. Uh, he had the paper, and he's got an idol. Where did he find that idol? Or maybe if you're oh, if you're double guessing me, then maybe I'm kidding yeah. myself. I don't think he does, uh, and even if he does, can they? I don't know if the Australian rules are different because you generally can't use it post final five on Survivor. I don't know. Wow, Australian Survivor could be different. Okay, so I think um, that he's going to lose a challenge, and they're going to get him. And I think Pia's going to win. Hmm. Okay. Pia would be my choice. Yeah. I predicted Pia and uh, Sam preseason as my two winners picks. Sam. Wow. Long gone. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Pia still. Um, there's a woman who I say every week has not aged a day since looking for Ella Brandy. She is looking oh, incredible. No. Oh, my God. Um, she looks yeah. just Also, just a really quick question for you, Katie, <laughs> yeah. here. The, you, again, you, yeah. you were eliminated. You finished fourth. What what goes through your mind at the yeah. final four? Like that fifth person goes home. You, I mean, that is like legitimately tasting the victory at that point right there. Like how does that feel to know that you are right there in that final four? Yeah. Uh, you felt really privileged because you know that great people have gone down before you. So I, I felt I felt really privileged, and I also felt extremely focused. All I did for those last few days was visualize and meditate, and uh, try to visualize the win. Even though I didn't know what the challenges were, I, I just um, went into um, lockdown mentally. Uh, um, I think what's excruciating is yeah is no, is being that close and knowing that anything it, at any time it could be taken away from you and that's the level of pressure you feel. Um, and I think you get this burst of energy as well at the end, like because your energy levels and your um, mental capacity goes up and down all the whole way through. But in those last couple of days, I know that um, suddenly I found all this energy again and my, my brain was working overtime. And, uh, yeah, so definitely the heart rate goes up, the pressure's on. And, yeah, in my case, the wheels fell off and I knew it. It wasn't, it wasn't a blind side. I, I had to scramble and it wasn't effective. So in that way, I became quite desperate and quite agitated. Just, just a, just a <laughs> bit. Um, Lance, do you remember that final four kind of thinking? Who was going to win out of that final four? Well, of course, we've got a different experience because we don't get have any idea what's real drama that's unfolded. So you just yeah. and you, you sit down on a bench in the tribal council and and uh, um, you just listen, um, you know, to a few questions. And so we obviously could tell there'd been a lot of drama drama and it was emotional and you could see it on people's faces and um and we also were prevented unlike now we were prevented from talking to each other so we were separated the tribal council said in your own in your own you know hideaway basically not to speak to anybody and you were driven by a car um so 
you, unfortunately, it wasn't until I actually watched it on TV that I actually got a, a, an understanding of what had actually happened. What went down? Yeah, yeah, went down. And 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 so that's an edited version of what you know what actually happened. So hearing Katie tonight talk about you know a discussion <laughs> with Rob and and uh, Shona with Stephen Peters about the possibility of uh, which is pretty stunning. Um, so, but I do remember. Um, the intensity of the of just sitting what from the other side watching the people you know by this stage I'd been back and had a, you know showers and eaten food and relaxed and slept and the contrast of watching people who are still going through the ordeal and it was really intense obviously and yeah and I still re- I do remember just sitting there and and, and just feeling the intensity of I'm not going to say the hatred but but you know the <laughs> You know, it, it was intense, and it was where and those people were. Re- you know, I, I find myself in lots of heated. I'm a mediator now, and just sitting in a lot, a lot of intense situations. But that particular experience, while I didn't live through the intensity, I do always remember the the, the 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 people sitting there in front of us. I can have imagined that um, when you were watching that in that reunion situation, because I guess you would have been in a green room or something like that when you were watching that for the first time. Um, and Katie, for you, obviously reliving everything that kind of happened in that last moment, I can imagine that that too, given that you're around everyone again, must have made that experience all the more, more raw, seeing it all on the screen for the first time. Yeah, I cried. I cried. So, um, I got, yeah, I got quite upset. And then when people were booing me um, outside in, in the auditorium, uh, yeah, I got, I got quite upset. But Eddie just... Uh, Eddie McGuire just grabbed my shoulders and he and he shook me before we went onto the stage and he's like, Katie, forget about it. You were fantastic out there. Go out with your head high. I believe in you. Aww. So, yeah, he really he kind of um uh, snapped me out of it so I could I could speak. Good man, Eddie. There we uh, go. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He really needed that and um yeah, he really helped out. Fantastic. Mm. I will say, and I, I once again to to completely advocate for your season again. Uh, and I've said this multiple times, <laughs> your finale is probably a top 10 finale of Survivor, no matter what version I've seen. Like, it just just the drama and the tension and everything that you get in that finale was just incredible. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's unlike any other thing you will watch of Survivor. People are listening to this and have never seen it or haven't seen it in a very long time. Just that finale alone is just, just an incredible hour and a half of television to watch. So um, very unique uh again we have a contestant wanting to kill people so um yeah uh so let's get into some listener questions uh well, I, I have it for years i must have have you watched it katie like have you watched the show in uh, recently uh, in the last no i did i did try to um to see that final episode um recently but it's all taken down off youtube oh is it if, right? if you no. politely chat to me after this episode i may be able to um <laughs> access things for you, but um, you didn't hear me say oh, that on the show. No. Um, hello, Channel 9. Hello, Eddie Maguire. Don't, I'm in New Zealand now. You can't find me. Uh, so thanks for listening to questions. Um, first one I get to, our good friend Matt Dyson, first boot from last season, of course, was on last week. Um, the question for both of you he has is, what have you done with your buffs after all these years? Do you guys still keep your, your buffs? Great question. Yeah, I sleep with my buff on every night. Oh wow, do you really? Wow. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I 
I, I don't I like don't light like coming into my eyes, and um, I, and oh, it's most it's more okay. comfortable than wearing an eye mask, and um, that that's the only reason I don't do it because I'm really attached to it. But it's really, um, yeah. And I, I bought some. I bought like fifty of them, or maybe even a hundred or hundred and fifty of them from the Survivor uh, merchandise guy, uh, so that when I um, went out places talking or what, or I could give to my friends, and yeah. Wow. So, and I, so yeah, I had. I think I've only got two left. I was going to say they're they're oh, a hot commodity. No. They go for hundreds of dollars on eBay because they're very rare. So, mm. like, if you ever need, you know, some change there, Katie, wow. just you could put one up on eBay. You'll make some money off it. Yeah. Lance, do you have yours still? Unfortunately, not. Uh, I did keep it for quite a while, uh, but unfortunately, one of my children thought it'd be good to take out one night on a uh, some sort of fancy dress party or whatever, and, and it never came home. Unfortunately, oh, I do have a T-shirt that was signed on the day we we uh, we left, though. You know, all, all the uh, the the cast and the producers signed it, which I still I still kept it, sort of hanging on. It just hangs in my wardrobe, but. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, but I wish I did have a buff. Right. Wow. <laughs> well, I was I was walking along Bondi recently, and they were hand- not recently, it was a couple of years ago, when they were handing out Survivor buffs. So I didn't tell anybody, but I went and picked whether I'd had an involvement with Survivor. But I I went and borrowed, so I can have a couple of those, and they gave us some. So I've got I've got a couple of them. The Channel 10 Survivor bus. Which is, the Channel 10 ones, I, I believe they don't sell. So, again, they're, they're you know, that would be a good collector's <laughs> item because the US ones, they still sell. And, um, you know, they're, they're not cheap either, particularly to ship them out to Australia. So, um, yeah. Wow. Keep a hold of them, guys. They're, they're mm-hmm. worth a lot. And the fans love them. There's a, there's a guy who um, we interviewed a few years ago who wrote a book on the all the different buffs because they're like, they've released multiple editions of certain seasons. So, yeah. and price values and kind of like that so yeah no they're, they're good little wow. keepsakes for you out there so one day katie oh, i should have i should have preserved them instead of putting them through the washing machine yeah. every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> well look you know just just put it outside put it near some fire and say like oh it still smells authentic from uh, all these ones um erica asks and i i don't know if i asked this to you both a couple of years ago but we can ask this again uh have either of you actually considered applying for survivor again um erica says i know they ignore the first two seasons and only include channel 10 for all stars but could you get away with applying with a different name or could they do a mole twist using you two uh, i'll start with you lance on that one have you ever considered applying again um, I always think about it would be wonderful to do again. I've never actually put in an pl- application because I think they – I've just sort of felt they would never actually ever expect, you know, accept you. But uh, but I would uh, – if there was any, if there any hint of interest, I would definitely do it. I don't know, but but uh, no, I haven't put one in yet. Katie? Uh, yeah, I've always I've, – well, these last tw- um, almost 20 years, I just want to – I want to go back and win it. Like I, I mean, I, I feel, I felt, and not, I didn't feel robbed at the time. I, I was outplayed at the time, and I want to play better. So, um, and even just speaking with you these last couple of weeks, um, I've been thinking I'll put uh, like a one-minute um, video together and just send it into who are the endermill or whatever they say mm-hmm. at the end, the, the directors, and say, you know. Um, I want some skin in the game. Yeah. Well, this is the thing you wonder, though. That if, what do you get to lose? Well, if you did apply, like, you just wonder if they would know who you are. Like, if you didn't mention it, 
And then all of a sudden they go, wow, this Lance guy, this Katie, they, they look fantastic. And then you like sit down in an interview and any experience with Survivor? Oh, yeah, I was on that Channel 9 version 17 years ago. Like, <laughs> Which you don't acknowledge, so I don't go there. Exactly. <laughs> so they wouldn't know who you are. So you guys are probably going to get back on there. Like that, That's how you get back on. You just apply and don't say who you are. <laughs> yeah, perhaps that's right. And yeah, maybe that's a, that's a good way because I look completely different. So, um, but... You know what? There's obviously some strategic, you know, some genius executive that's decided that it's, you know, against the um, the best interest of the game to to acknowledge the other seasons. Mm. But by the same t- token, that the, the um, girl who wrote in that question, I think she makes an excellent point that to, to bring in a mole or to bring a relic back from the past, that nobody's, um, especially in an all stars format where nobody's studied their game. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, and I don't think that um, that that person from a previous survivor would would um, would be alienated. I think they'd be like a Switzerland, and I think people would jump onto them mm-hmm. because that there's no baggage and there's no hatred and there's no um, opinion. I completely agree, and I think also yeah. the difference is is that it's not like the US versions where they're readily available to watch. I mean, you just mentioned it; like both of you can't find it anymore to watch. So it's not like oh. I would say the majority of all the Channel Ten ones would have never have actually seen it. I know we have spoken to uh, Matt, who sent that question before. Matt did apply for your season when he was, you know, uh, 17 years ago. So some would know, obviously, big Survivor fans. But um, I, look, and again, just jumping on what we said at the very beginning, Katie, and I feel we haven't advocated for enough in this episode, but I I really think there needs to be this campaign that you should be on the goddamn All-Star season. Like, it's just an absolute travesty that uh, this is happening. And, you know, because, like, again, I think of All-Stars and the greatest players from Australian Survivor, like, you should be on. I think that if you're gonna just if you're gonna mainly do Channel Ten people, fine. But you at least need to have one from season one, one from season two. Even you know ignoring yeah. that anymore. I think we should have you on there, and I think we should have David Oldfield, who is obviously probably known more so for his political viewpoints than he did. But he played a great game in season two. Um, right. So, yeah. That was Channel Seven, season two. Yeah, hosted by Dicko, the celebrity version. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, set the bar high for this champions contender twist with Guy Leach and Wayne Gardner and people like that back in the day. So, um, yeah, but, you know, David Oldfield is just um, another underrated Australian Survivor player that needs some more credit. Um, This one's for both of you. Miranda asked a question. What was your favourite challenge on your season and one that you would have most loved to have done from this current season. I might start with you in that one, Katie. Uh, challenge in your season and challenge on this season. Yeah, favorite challenge in my season was um, like a military challenge where we had to, you know, go through tires and up over it, uh, some um, forts and 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 cl- climb on things. And yeah, that that uh, I don't know if you remember it, but um, that was a an immunity challenge. Um, and the best one, the best one this series. Uh, let me think. Um, I like the football one. I would have liked to have been in the water with some of these girls because I know how to throw um, bodies, and so and yeah, anything that to do with a throwing body. And I, I can see that um, the the contestants aren't skilled at throwing people or, or, or knowing what to do in, in case of an attack or if someone's grabbed you and trying to pull you down. Mm-hmm. I would have just slammed people on their back, so I would have enjoyed that. Great. Just to have because I've got those skills, yeah. Yeah. Lance? Um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the water with Katie. Either. <laughs> Me too as well. Um, I actually liked the first, the, remember the very first challenge, Katie, on the first night when it was blowing a gale and somebody, yeah. and it was, we had fire and we were throwing spears and it was, it was the excitement of the, you know, the first, the very first you know, action we did out there and it was really wild. and Didn't finish. Um, <laughs> didn't finish. Complete done. <laughs> And it finished with a with a yes and no answer the following day. <laughs> the experience of being out there, and and it would have been quite a good challenge if it had finished. But I enjoyed that. That was I really enjoyed that. Um, look, this particular one, they got lots of great, uh, uh, lots of great challenges. I thought just watching. I don't think I would. I wouldn't want to do it. But the the, the challenge, the where they were in on the under the crate in the water as the tide kept getting higher and higher. Watching David and Sean compete against each other was just, I just thought that was gripping. That was, that was incredible. So visually watching something, something I wouldn't want to do was that. No. Um, and then the other one I like the idea is the one where you had to jump out up from the tower and that had that big the drop flag. thing and then, and then swim across. And I, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I would have liked to have done yeah. that. Yeah. Great. Yeah, they're excellent, weren't they? They're really uh, genius challenges. I love them. Yeah, mm. they love that tower. They they use that tower a lot. That, so yeah. they paid, the paid a bit of coin for that. And one. Watch, I'll just say one thing about David: watching him beat Sean at that particular challenge. Although this guy's like he's all show in one way, but he showed his true nature when he did that challenge because that was mentally so tough. Yeah. And I thought this guy's not just a you know pretty boy. He's yeah. actually a really strong competitor. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Very with him then. Um, Garmin asked a question uh, to both of you. Who from this season would you most have loved to have played with if you were on this season? I'll start with you with that one, Lance. Um, I'm only allowed one, aren't I? Yeah. Can't be. We'll keep it, <laughs> keep it nice and uh, easy. I would... I, I, I'd go David. I just found him so entertaining, and I thought he was—I just thought he played a brilliant game. I think Luke stayed under behind David very uh, cleverly as well. So I, I, I really liked David. I thought he was uh, engaging, entertaining, strategic, and athletic. Okay, Katie. Uh, I would have gone with. Um... Probably Pia, yeah, uh, because um, she's very strategic. She's watched a lot and she's under the radar and people trust her and she. I'm sure I would send her out as like a little bird to get intel and stuff and come back and, <laughs> yeah, I think she could have been really, really useful. I really like the fact that in, in saying how you'd like to play the game that you would like to use Pia for, for like, you know, oh. like straight away back in the mindset of the game. That's brilliant. Love it. Great. Ben, who's your favourite? Um, Who would you like? I liked Sean. Um, I think a lot of that came from um, he played for Carlton. But uh, also, I just I liked Sean. I, I I mean, I'm a huge Stephen Bradbury fan, so I just wanted to hang out with Stephen Bradbury, but uh, maybe not play the game. Um, I I think Luke would just be fun to hang out with. But in terms of like actually playing, kind of working with. Um, I could see myself working with someone like a Harry just because oh, I, I, Harry, yeah. I feel like 
if I didn't play a similar game to a Harry, I think Harry would be somebody to work with because he'd be a good sort of shield. I think kind of like, you know, the amount of times that Janine wanted to target and stuff like, if you're working with someone like that, like just, it's kind of like how Luke and David were working with each other earlier. I think that if those two had gotten to the end, David was a perfect shield for Luke and Luke still would have won because Luke, David was more flamboyantly out there kind of getting all the attention. So um, in that instance, strategically, I'd probably work with someone like a Harry just to, to get the heat off me a little bit and get him with a stick in his mouth and all that sort of stuff. So I think Mm. that's clever. Um, Really clever, and I think uh, I I would have liked to have seen Anastasia play mm. mm-hmm. um, this because yeah. she's, she's a yeah. real thinker, you know. Uh, the the um, or she a memory champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah first oh. night out, be very very sad to be the first person out. I, I, I'd be devastated. Yeah. At least she didn't vote herself out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jacinta. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. That's probably a first. Well, it, Still it, probably. It, I think it was the first, and I believe it actually happened in the Channel 7 one too. Um, whoever it was, um, I don't know if it was Fiona Horn or whoever it was, went out first in the Australia, the celebrity one. They actually voted for themselves too. So the first two seasons of Australian Survivor, the first boot voted for themselves. So. <laughs> oh my god! Bit of history there for those not knowing. Um, Sasha Puderschmidt, uh, long-term listener, she likes to play a bit of a game. So basically, uh, there's a list of a few players here, and um, she wants to know what you would do with them. So your options are: you can kiss, slap, hug, or run away from these people. Now I have four from your season and four from this season. Uh, and you don't, you don't have to like, you can use, you can slap all of them. You can kiss all of them. You don't have to use one per person. So we'll start with your season. What would you do with Jeff Brown? Would you kiss, slap, hug, or run away? Hug. Run away. Hug. <laughs> I just love how you both at the same time are like, straight away, like, you know what you're about to say. <laughs> Let's just like, hug and kiss, like, run away. <laughs> Oh, poor Jeff. What about Shona? What are we going to do with Shona? Oh, kiss. What was it? Kiss, slap, hug, or run? Oh, can't slap. Don't run away. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Katie? Oh, I owe one. I'd probably give her a slap. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Katie's really oh, good with this one. I like it. Um, a deep, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. On. Yep. Uh, Sophie. Um, Oh, I give Sophie a kiss. Hug. Hug. All right. And Jane. I actually saw Jane at the airport and I gave her a hug. Ah. Uh, about years ago. <laughs> there you go. Working for Virgin. So, uh, yeah. What are you going to do with her, Katie? I give her, uh, I give Jane a hug. She's okay. a good kid. All right. Yeah, she's lovely. So kind. Now, we've got a couple mm, from this she- season. David, what are we going to do with David? Let's, uh, just, just jump in, either of you. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I'm a big hugger. I hug everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. That works. Uh, I take my chance and give him a kiss. Yep. He's pretty handsome. Sure. Yeah. Yep. No, that works. Yep. All right. Janine, um, <laughs> get some boost juice in there. So I, got a bit. I give her a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that for just to change it up a bit. All right. Uh, Abby, what are we doing with Abby? 
I give her a slap to provoke a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thinking. Yeah. This is great. Uh, so you can see why she's. You know what? I, can't, yeah. I don't know why. Why aren't they? Te- why aren't they stealing each other's idols when they find out? Or why didn't they rifle through each other's bags to find that, the idol? You know, I think that's one of the rules. You can't, you can't yeah, I take don't it off. You can take them, like physically take it out of a bag. Unfortunately, like, you can look and go, "Oh, they've got an idol," but uh, you can't take them. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. People would be, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Pia, what are we uh, doing with Pia? Give her a kiss. <laughs> it, yeah, I'd give her a, a hug, kiss thing. Yep, right. So, All of the above. Yeah. Cool. And uh, final one, Luke. Give him a hug. I, I give him a kiss. He deserves it. Yep. I mean, not, not that it's like he did, Yeah, he's lovely. He's done really well. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, final question we got here. So Chris Dixon, a good friend of the show, um, says, Hey, Katie and Lance, I recently watched your season for the first time a few weeks ago. I definitely found it to be underrated. Uh, my question for each of you. Now, Katie, we sort of touched on this before. We sort of asked this to Lance of who he would have voted if it was you and Rob in a final two. But uh, he yeah. directs a question to you. Do you think you could have beaten Rob in a final two? Um, yeah, I somewhat do because he had this thing. His story was he wanted to bring his um, mother-in-law out from Zimbabwe. Mm. And some people didn't buy that. Um, I think my story was that, you know, I was 24 to be a good start. You know, mine wasn't that compelling either. Um, as in, you know, it, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's compelling as it gets for 24. But, um, uh, yeah, I think it would have been close. I think he might have pipped me, but I think I would have had Shona's vote. I mean, I would have maybe, I don't know. No, sorry, I would have had Sophie's vote and I would have had, I don't know. Uh, who knows? But I, I think it wouldn't have been a whitewash. I think it would have been closer. But I think ultimately he might have won. He's a really nice guy. And he played very well. Nice, so he, he deserved to win. Nice random moment. I, I remember on Twitter, I think it was this year, because I believe this year is 10 years since he passed away, I believe, or was last year or this year. Um, there was a... I, his brother randomly popped up in my Twitter feed and sort of had posted that it had been 10 years uh, since he wow. had, had passed away. And I, I sort of just replied, realising who he was, saying like, oh, and still the greatest Australian survivor player of all time. And he sort of, you know, replied and said, like, you know, completely agree. He was fantastic at that game. So, uh, yeah, it was just yeah. a nice random little moment um, with that. And it's it's hard to believe that it's been a decade since that happened. Mm. So, yeah. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to believe his, his lovely life was cut so short. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Very, very terrible. Um, Chris uh, asked this one for you, Lance, um, saying that he, he listened to the interview that you and I did from a couple of years ago where you mentioned that you had visited Joel in prison. Uh, and Chris wants to know, are you, are you planning on seeing him again in the future? Uh, have you seen him since? And he sort of just wants to know, how's Joel doing? Yeah, um, well, I, I have. I, I, I probably get out there every you know, few times a year and um, uh, he's... Going quite well. He's finished two degrees. He's a musician now. He writes music, writes stories. He plays guitar. Um, I think he's got probably another two, two and a bit years uh, in prison. And uh, but you know he's in good spirits. Yeah, he's okay. had time to. He's been. He's been. I think over ten years now. So uh, he's done time. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Yeah. Does he seem sufficiently rehabilitated? He sounds like he's. Yeah. Um, 
worked well, really hard. Yeah, he's worked really hard, Kate. He really hasn't. Um, um, you know, he, he's, he's got a strong family that's supported him and um, um, through it all. And, um, yeah, I've kept in, you know, we've been, we've been friends right through, actually, all, you know, <clears throat> well, after Survivor. We sort of had a connection on Survivor. We sort of teamed. Yeah. 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 And uh, he was the sort of younger guy. He was 23. I was... 39 on the show and uh we had connection and we stayed connected and still have so uh yeah he's all yeah it's hard to talk about it really because it was you know it was a very dark moment and um you know he's all yeah so anyway it's probably better not to talk about that yeah. that too much um but uh yeah but you know he's he, he's you know and he's in minimum security now and um i think he's yeah he's doing pretty well good That's to hear fantastic. good to hear considering um, Chris mm. just has a quick question here too. Uh, says a bonus question: Have any of you kept in contact with Craig? I really liked him. Mm. No, not whatsoever. And I can see why I liked him. He was really spirited, and he could have gone a lot further in it, but we had to get rid of him. But yeah, it would have made nice to see more of Craig. Mm. Love we got. He ended up marrying Prue, one of the producers. Really? Wow. Yeah, he remember- and they had you know, a couple of kids. And uh, he he was a carpenter. I think uh, you know his story. How he got he got on the uh, got on Survivor. I know Katie probably knows it, but did, have you heard it, Ben? I would love to hear it. Let's 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 hear so, this. I, I'd say probably one of the best stories ever. So he, he being a carpenter, he, he got a uh, uh, packing crate, put himself in the packing crate. He got his mum. Uh, they dro- drove to the Channel Nine studios to the dock. Had the crate unloaded by a forklift, and it was parked in the um, in 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 the, in the uh, back area, in the, well, in the dock. And then there was he and his mum had this thing: if he didn't get opened up at some stage, uh, she'd come in and you know let him know. Anyway, apparently Stephen Peter it had it had Stephen Peters, and anyway, he came through the dock, and somebody said, "Oh, there's something over there for you," and they opened, it and Craig got out of the box. <laughs> and, and, uh, Subsequently, got it uh, obviously on the show. Great, and uh, uh, but he's a very good surfer. I, 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 every now and then, I see some Facebook photos because we sort of I had seen him a few times afterwards, and and uh, some great surfing photos of him uh, on some very big waves a couple of times. So fantastic! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I like Craig. Craig. Craig was good. Yeah, I, he was I enjoyed Craig. Played well, I thought. Yeah, he was competitive. He was, uh, was actually, as Katie was talking about, competitive spirits. Uh, or people, um, he was he was probably the driver on the other side who, who really didn't want to give in at all, yeah. and then um, he tried you know super hard. Just um, he was just unlucky. Looking looking deal. at our rankings here, I mentioned Katie came in at number two on our list. Lance, I'm sure you're probably wondering where on earth you came on our list. Uh, you uh, ca- I wasn't going to last, but it wouldn't be high. <laughs> you, you came in at forty three. Now it's so about the halfway point. Now I will say that one spot above you was Joel. So uh, third place, Joel only finished oh. one spot ahead on our rankings list. So a bit harsh on Joel, I think. Bit harsh. Uh, well, I suppose so. But but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um, yeah. Well, I, I still you know because I, I you know you'd mentioned Craig there the night before I get voted off. Of course they do they do if you make a mistake that you know they tend to win to uh, make a little bit more of it in the editing. And, of course, the night before I'm shown saying there's no, uh, there's no um, alliances on, <laughs> on Survivor at all. Yep. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, I said it about three times during the show. And I so anyway. did not uh, bring that up at all in any interview that you did after that uh, when you got voted off. Oh, why would they bring that up to you? Um, interesting, actually, looking at our rankings here quickly, that of, of your season, so Rob ended up at number one, Katie, you were number two, Shona ended up at number six, and then the next highest person was actually Craig, who came in at 22nd. So there you go. Craig was apparently, according to our rankings, at least the fourth best player from your season. So Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm. Craig, yeah, Craig, Craig, Craig was yeah de- uh, played super well. He was just unlucky. His tribe was, you know, completely outplayed mm. really. So the merge came along. Yeah. Good old Kadena. We love him, don't we? Um. <laughs> uh, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Chris, uh, thanks for All that right. question. I'll just say as well. But um, we're going to hashtag bring back Katie Gold. We want it trending. Uh, come on, everyone. Get on get on your, your Twitterverse and your Facebook and Instagram and I don't know what all the other ones are, Pinterest and all those other ones. Just, just hashtag bring back Katie Gold. We're going to put a graphic out there that you can use. Uh, if you don't mind us using that lovely picture of you, Katie, I think from your Facebook of you and your uh, Survivor buff dress and that that you posted uh, from a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that the uh, is that right? If you think that's the best one, I look. I think that was the most Survivor esque one because you've got a lot of our uh, Survivor yeah. logos all planted on you. So I thought that right. would establish the fact that it's Survivor that's a, based. That's a good one. So yeah, yeah. yeah so we, I think you should the video in Katie. Yeah, no, send up, send, it. send them away. Video, just do it. <laughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send it to Ben first to see what he thinks. Yeah. Like I'll do it. And I need. I need. You know, the the aficionado to look at Done. it. Done. I will. I will analyze it and everything, and uh, make sure it's all good. Um, and we'll get it. Happening. Thanks for your support. We, we are here it's for really you. We are here for you. Yeah. We need to get this happening because if Australian Survivor is here to stay, they need to they need to respect the history of this show and realise who you yeah. are and realise where this show came from. So uh, that's what we're saying. But, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Lance, as well, to you, mate, thank you so much. This And I'm glad that you, too, have been able to kind of, uh, you know, come together here after over a decade. We're, we're bringing people closer together on the Oz Network. It's what we do. Well, that was a, it was a pleasure to see Katie. It brought back a lot of lovely memories. Yeah, it's a pleasure to see you, and you're just as delightful as as you were. Oh, it's just it's amazing. You're such a nice man. Yeah. Oh well, it was, uh, it was mutual, Katie. It's really special. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in. I'll get in uh, you can put us in touch, Ben, afterwards. <laughs> And what a fun chat that was. Hashtag bring back Katie Gold. Get it trending, everyone, because it deserves to be trending. A fantastic chat there and a lot of insight. And uh, thoroughly recommend rewatching. I can't say this enough, folks. If you've, if you've got it on your computer, if you can find it online, go back and find the 2002 Australian Survivor. It is a bit of a slow burn. I'm not going to sit here and say that it is fantastic from day one to the very end. I can definitely understand that some people can struggle to get through it because it definitely is a bit of a different vibe to what you're watching right now but uh if you are a long-term survivor fan you may be gone back and watch borneo australian survivor uh, sorry, australian outback i should say africa those sort of seasons and you can respect that style of what they're trying to show it's similar to that aspect it does have some issues it's not perfect but as i said in that episode the uh finale is one of the greatest finales you will ever watch of australian survivor and katie is just such a unique character uh, i recommend going back and listening to our chat with her from a couple of years ago for a lot of the stuff that we maybe didn't cover tonight because we covered that a couple of years ago. But um, an outstanding character, an outstanding player, 
and uh, seriously, just uh, a very underrated season. And the fact that Katie is not on All Stars is just a travesty to Australian Survivor. It is a stain on Australian Survivor. I'm saying that to you right now. Next week for the finale, uh, I'm very hopeful that we can get a surprise guest on um, and bring him to the show for the very first time. But I'm not 100% certain on how that's going to play out. As of right now, of recording this and releasing this, I can't give a definite answer on that one. So uh, we're still a bit up in the air who will be on our finale. But stay tuned. We will post as soon as we know and have a bit of a fun with that one because obviously a finale is a little bit different. We uh, get a bit excited in talking about the whole season, the winner and everything else in between. So um, got listener questions, maybe hold off on them until just who we announce that is so we can 100% know who you can direct those to. And outside of Australian Survivor, of course, they finally, finally released the full cast for Season 39 of US Survivor, Island of the Idols. They usually release it a month beforehand, but for some reason this time around they're releasing it only a fortnight before, so uh, all our podcasts out there are scrambling to get this off the ground and get it going. So um, tomorrow I will be recording a preview episode with the esteemed Billy Garcia from Survivor Cook Islands. Hashtag uh, bring back Billy. And we're going to go over every single player. We're going to give our thoughts on who these people are and how they're going to go. So that will hopefully be posted for you tomorrow as well. So a lot of Survivor content coming your way in the next 24 hours. You are welcome as we look to continue our coverage or wrap our coverage up of Australian Survivor and then lead straight in to US Survivor. And uh, very much looking forward to covering that once again for you. Outside of Survivor, of course, the big news, if you're a fan of Third Watch, we've got an exclusive episode happening for you in just under two weeks' time. We are bringing together some former cast of that show as well as the co-creator and a prominent director of that show and uh, the only reunion of its kind to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Third Watch happening anywhere in the world. We are it. We are the show that's done it. So we are going to be bringing that for you. I'm very, very excited for that one, of course. So you can still get some listener questions into that one if you are a fan of the show and want to learn a little bit more and we will see what we will put to our Third Watch guests on that episode. Third Watch recaps happen on a Wednesday and Lost recaps happening on a Monday. Our Jonathan Taylor Thomas month is happening right now. Colin and Rossi are in the midst of doing that one. That happens on a Tuesday and uh, I believe two weeks away until we start our Terminator recap series where we will cover all five Terminator films in the lead up to Terminator Dark Fate coming to you in a little over a month's time. So get excited for that. Lots to cover here on the Oz Network. We've got you covered no matter where you are in the world. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to all those podcast channels. Just just don't subscribe to one, subscribe to all of them because, you know, why not? You may as well get our episodes downloaded multiple times because you like hearing our voices and we entertain you. And while you're there, leave some feedback. We would love a five-star rating and say, Ben, you're awesome. Hashtag bring back Katie Gold. I want to see one rating on our iTunes page that says hashtag bring back Katie Gold. All right? That simple. You can do it. Thanks for tuning in to our Strain Survivor recap. Big thanks to Katie and Lance once again. To an next week again, my name is Ben. Thanks for listening to the Oz Network, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 